0: Hey everyone, it's Candace Eisner back with you again this week, and this week I wanted to talk a little bit about the difference between being an entrepreneur and being a solo practitioner. Welcome to Life Beyond the Massage Table, a podcast for massage therapists, or really anyone who works in health and wellness. I'm here to help you take a look at your business and practice in new ways, to think outside the box, and to shift gears from the same old stuff that isn't helping you build the life and the business that you really want. Let's get started. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. As I was thinking about starting this podcast, I actually almost uh, was thinking, uh, welcome back to my channel. Clearly, I have been watching way too much YouTube over the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah, I admit it. I I, uh, I like to watch certain kinds of videos, um, vegan videos, if we're being honest, since, you know, I'm vegan. Not that that has a whole lot to do with this particular podcast, but I also uh, like to watch videos of cats. So yes, I am an internet meme. <laughs> Anyway, before we go down that black hole, as you probably all know I have a tendency to do, uh, let's just dive right into the whole idea of entrepreneurship and the difference between that and sort of running a small business. There are definitely overlaps, there's large overlaps actually, but there is a difference. So yeah, this week I wanted to talk about the whole idea of what the entrepreneurial mindset is. And that's the thing that basically sets apart those people who are interested in being, you know, an entrepreneur type business or running their business as an entrepreneur or thinking of themselves as an entrepreneur, however you want to put it. And those people who, well, that's not them. They're not into it. And that's fine. Um, And yeah, before I go on to talk too much about this topic, I want to state straight up that there is absolutely nothing wrong with choosing either path. The podcast is here to help you build your business, whether you're entrepreneurial or not. I honestly don't care if you're not, if you don't think of yourself as entrepreneur, as an entrepreneur, or you don't think of yourself as entrepreneurial or... The word entrepreneur scares you even, that's okay, you know, the podcast is still here to help you build your business, you know. Um, Some of the concepts I talk about on the podcast are definitely better suited to people who are entrepreneurial, but if you're a solo practitioner of any kind, or you run a small clinic, or just you own a small business, but you sort of don't have that entrepreneur mindset, that's totally fine. Um, My podcast content is likely going to be of some help, at least I hope it is, and uh, you know definitely uh, you're invited to keep listening. You don't have to put yourself into a box. But, you know, that said, there really is a distinct difference between someone who has that entrepreneurial mindset and someone who's a solo practitioner who just kind of wants to do things that kind of the same way that they've always been done by the people who were there before them in their profession. So what's the difference between, you know, having an entrepreneurial mindset and being a quote unquote solo practitioner? I I sort of searched for words that we're really good to describe the difference and there really aren't like there really isn't a definition there's the entrepreneur and then there's the person who owns a business who doesn't think of themselves as being an entrepreneur so i i was using the term solo practitioner but even then a solo practitioner can be an entrepreneur so try not to get too bogged down by the words here but when i'm talking about entrepreneurs i'm talking about people who are much more comfortable with taking risk that truly is what sets apart the entrepreneur from the other business owners of any kind. Now, you know, I've read other articles that talk about entrepreneurs and how like their passion is what sets them apart or they think bigger or, you know, uh, they know their why or whatever. And that, that's important. You know, I see where those articles are going. But honestly, I think the core of it is the risk taking, it's that willingness to take all kinds of risks, financial risks, decision-making risk, service-offering risks, risk with their ideas, risks with things they spend their time on, risks with dropping things, even if they are earning a good income from them, that don't serve the business well for the future that they actually want to build. So this is not to say that entrepreneurs are totally off the rails. Well, okay, let's be real here. Some of us are kind of off the rails. But, you know, yeah, it's not like our decisions as entrepreneurs aren't thought out. You know, they are carefully weighed for their pros and cons, right? They're calculated risks I'm talking about here. It's not like throw caution to the wind and hope things stick. Not at all. You know, we think things through and most of the time that is sometimes sometimes we do throw caution to the wind and that's just how life works. But for the most part, these are calculated risks. We've thought it through. We are, you know, going in the direction that makes sense to us based on the information that we have and, you know, talking to our family members or talking to our business partners or whatever. But it is totally true that the entrepreneur is willing to take that leap and try something they haven't before, branch out with new services or products or ideas, and or even move to a new city to explore possibilities there. You know, all those kinds of things are risks that entrepreneurs see. And yeah, you know, it is scary, but they also see that there's a lot of potential in following that new path. And like I just said, it is scary as all hell, but you know what? They push forward anyway because they know that there is potential for growth, potential for uh, new business, um, new business developments, new business growth, new business ideas to come from that. And they are excited by that and they are empowered by that. But the solo practitioner or small business owner, you know, whatever you want to think of sort of the other group as... The people who don't have that entrepreneurial mindset, you know, they're not so comfortable with that level of risk. And that's okay, by the way. You know, they aren't likely to start a new studio based on a totally different business concept. They aren't likely to branch out with a new service that, you know, a bunch of their peers aren't already doing. Sure, you see small business owners who aren't entrepreneurial adding new services all the time, but it tends to be something that's been very well tested by their peers, something they see a lot of their peers adding to their, their practice, studio, clinic, whatever you know kind of business that they have, right? And they kind of like that safety of the known. That's why they're doing what other people have done, of doing things the way others do them in their profession, and they don't really like big changes. And that is totally fine. It is possible to have a successful business when you follow the path of others and you're doing what they do. There's nothing wrong with that at its core. I'm not trying to tell you that's bad. So the key difference here is with that mindset, you are limiting yourself to a certain extent. You have to be honest about that here. You're limiting yourself to what people have done in the past that works. And that's okay in lots of cases, like we just said. After all, people have success with that mindset. People have seen success with it in the past. And, you know, you're already earning a good income, chances are. But that also means that if things change, like if an idea or business offering or even your entire business model, because this does happen, suddenly isn't in demand anymore, you're in trouble. If so let's, so let's give you an example If insurance coverage for massage therapy suddenly disappeared here in Ontario, I know for a fact that a lot of RMTs would struggle because they would see an instant decrease in the number of client bookings. I'm not saying that all their clients would disappear, because that's not honest, but be realistic. You know, a lot of clients, they just come until their insurance runs out, or they come very frequently until the insurance runs out, and then they come like on a very occasional basis until the insurance is renewed, right? So in order to maintain their business, what they would do as a reaction to that insurance coverage disappearing is they start telling clients about the importance of keeping up treatments anyway, even though they don't have coverage. No, no, you need to still keep coming in. Or, you know, they might, um, it's almost like they're begging the clients to not leave them. You know, if we're being honest, that's kind of how that comes across. And in a way they are, right? In a way, if that happened, that's kind of how that would be. But would come across and that's kind of how it, w- it would go, you know, because, I mean, you'd be scared, right? And they might even start looking for part-time jobs to cover the gap in income. That's a reality as well. I mean, you see that even in... Um and practitioners who have, a, have trouble building a full practice, they start looking for a part-time job in something else, which is totally fine as well, because sometimes it's nice to mix it up and do two different things. You know, your massage therapist part-time and part-time you work somewhere else, like at an office or cafe or bookstore or whatever, you know, whatever jives for you, what kind of job that you can find and, and works for you. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with taking that path at all. But here's what the entrepreneur would do. Most of the time, obviously, you know, there's always there's always the exceptions to the rule. But most of the time, the entrepreneur is going to have the same trouble. You know, the situation's the same. Insurance companies did pull their coverage after all. Like, it's not like they live in some sort of alternate reality where this didn't happen. It did happen. But they'd handle it quite differently. They'd immediately say, well, okay, Uh uh-oh. How can I pivot or change or expand or extend or whatever my business so I can keep it going? What do my clients want to see me do? Do I have to change my offerings? How can I keep us moving forward even with this bump in the road? And what can I do to change the situation so I can keep booking clients? So instead of sort of the reactionary Um, mindset where they're sort of begging clients to please keep booking and trying to convince them that, you know, they should and going at it from that angle and feeling defeated. Instead, they go, "Okay, how can I reach out to my clients, use their ideas and what they would like to see from me in order to put my business in a different trajectory? So I'm no longer relying on that dang insurance company money that I can no longer have access to right? And it doesn't mean they always win, by the way. Like, let's be clear here. It is risk. Sometimes businesses fail even with they, even when sorry they are willing to take that risk. So I want to be super clear with that. It's not like being an entrepreneur is just like snap your fingers and everything just works out awesome. That's totally not true. Taking risks is risky, obviously. It's not a joke here. And, you know, we're all human, too. We all have our flaws. We don't always find successes, even though we do our utmost to find it. That doesn't change just because you have an entrepreneurial mindset. You know, it's it's not like, you know, like I just said, it's not like you suddenly snap your fingers and everything's hunky-dory. It doesn't work that way. But what does change is your way of dealing with the situations that life throws at you. Yeah, you're going to get frustrated, angry, or lost, or whatever. That happens to both groups. It happens to entrepreneurs and the non-entrepreneurs. But for the entrepreneurs, they're looking for solutions. And sometimes that requires getting creative and doing things very differently than they've done in the past. And they are more than willing to do that. And the non-entrepreneur often doesn't even see that pathway out. Not at all. Like they're, they're just, they're so blindsided by the fact that suddenly their world has completely changed. They don't see the possibilities. They don't see how they could maybe, you know, uh, dig a pathway out of that situation to something new and keep their business going. You know, or maybe they do see a pathway, but it just doesn't seem attainable whatsoever. It seems completely out there, something that they just simply can't do. You know, so they keep trying to keep things the same and and it's almost like, you know, sort of throwing the blanket over your head and just wanting to be, wanting the situation to remain the same and not change when unfortunately you don't have a choice. It is changed. That was something outside of you that made that decision. Meanwhile, the entrepreneur is willing to embrace the change, you know, and yeah, like I've already said, it's scary as hell. It's not like it's easy. No one loves change. Like... It's the way we are as humans. Some people love change more than others, but no one truly loves it. We we humans, we like to be comfortable. We tend to shy away from change. It's just how we are. But entrepreneurs, they go, oh, okay, change is hard, but let's do it anyway, okay? And that's what I mean by risk-taking. That's what I mean by being willing to go in directions that you never would have imagined that you would have gone in. It's simply being willing to embrace the change, even though it's scary, even though you're really not sure. And that's really what sets the entrepreneur, as, you know, apart from other types of business owners. Now, I want to have a little side note here for my regulated health profession listeners, especially those of you in Canada, because you know, obviously, that's the regulated health uh, environment that I'm familiar with. So, some of you might have have been listening to this and immediately said to yourself that, well, you know, I'm regulated, I have rules to follow, I can't do things differently. Well, guys, I'm not talking about ignoring your standards of practice and code of ethics and all that stuff in order to forge new pathways in your profession. So if you kind of thought that's what I meant, that's not what I meant at all. And that mindset is actually blocking you from being able to do new things in your profession, right? I'm not saying that you should ignore your professional standards. I'm talking about not letting them limit you to a very narrow view of what a clinic or practice or studio has to be. Because those um, regulations and standards of practice, code of ethics, etc., they might feel like they limit you, but they don't limit you as much as a lot of people tend to think they do. They, They tend to think, oh, well, I have to fit in this very, very small box. That's not true at all. There is more than one business model or concept or idea that works within your regulations and your rules. I I promise you, okay? So if you have that sort of knee-jerk reaction or that gut reaction, look at that and say to yourself, well, why do I think that? Why am I allowing, you know, like some written standard that was written by a committee 20 years ago or 30 or 40 or however long you've been regulated, I literally just threw numbers out of a hat that's not referring to any particular profession. But the point being, yes, you know, you have to follow your regulations, but you don't have to let them limit you as much as you think you do. So that's it for this week, you guys. You know, the difference between being an entrepreneur and a solo practitioner or a small business owner who isn't entrepreneurial, you know, who doesn't have that mindset, it's really all about being willing to take risks, being able to embrace change, being willing to be scared and do it anyway. And yeah, it's calculated risk, but, you know, it's not uh, risk without thinking it through. And so when you look at the entrepreneurs out there and you're either thinking to yourself, wow, they're like, how the heck are they even doing that? I I can't imagine they must be crazy. Or, well, hey, um, I admire them, but there's no way I could ever be like that. Just kind of come back and look at it from a more... Uh, let's say, like, try not to put your own spin on it. Try not to put your ideas on it and just just look at what they're actually doing because chances are good you could do it too if you wanted to, you know? Obviously, I'm not suggesting that you just copy someone else's business ideas. But, you know, if you're seeing someone do something and you feel like, oh, wow, you know, I really admire them, but there's no way in heck I could ever do something like that. No, like, you're limiting yourself. Don't let that limit yourself, you know? If you are willing to... You know, take the time and analyze your situation and see if it would work. Then you should go for it, or at least at least take the time to actually do the analysis and see if it would work for your business. But yeah, that's it. That's all about. Uh, well, at least that's my. You know, how how are we up to now? Almost twenty minute talk about the difference between being entrepreneurial and not being entrepreneurial. So I hope that cleared that up for some of you. I think some people hear the word entrepreneur and they're not really sure what that means. They have this vision of like, I don't know, like, I mean, let's be honest, the the media kind of paints it as to be like this fairly sexist vision of like a bunch of guys coming together and starting like a software startup or... Um, Sometimes, um, depending on the community you're in, you might see women who work for certain makeup companies and you see that as being entrepreneurial, but you don't really understand at its core what being entrepreneurial is really about. So I hope that helped you sort of shift your mindset a little bit about what that is all about. All right, that's it for me, finally, for this week. Next week, I'll be back with you with another topic. I haven't decided exactly what we're going to be covering yet. Otherwise, i give you a little preview. So you'll just have to tune in next week. All right, take care, and I will be back with you next week. Thank you so much for listening, you guys. I really do appreciate your time and your efforts the times that you guys contact me with ideas for the podcast or comments about episodes or ratings and reviews all of that I really love it I read all of it I do really appreciate you guys Um, by the way if you would like to leave me a formal review of course I would really appreciate that head on over to iTunes find my podcast so life beyond the massage table click on ratings and reviews and then just give me a rating and a review Five stars, of course, and a glowing review. No, I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. You know, let me know what you really think, but I do appreciate five stars as well. Let's be real here. Now, for you guys that might be new to the podcast, let me briefly introduce myself here. My name is Candace Eisner, and I am a former massage therapist in the province of Ontario, and I've also worked in various other health and wellness careers. So I've got a pretty good view of what it's like to do what you guys do. My mission right now is to help those in health, wellness, and fitness careers build strong businesses because I really believe to my core that taking care of others has to start with taking care of you. So that's what this podcast is all about, is helping you build a business that really matches who you are and what you value and what's important to you so that you feel happy when you go to work each day. You feel like this career is the right one for you, that everything just works so much better for your life. Now before I finish off and let you guys get about, you know, go about your day, I will mention where you can find me on social media if you would like to. The main place you can interact with me if you'd like to just chat or see what I'm posting about or, you know, get on my newsletter list or any of that kind of stuff. Find me on Instagram, um, Happy Biz is my username or of course you can head over to my web- website, happylittlebiz.com and there's links to all that stuff there. All right, that's it. Enjoy the rest of your day and I'll be back at you soon.